Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Conscious co-creators, welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased and honored and joyful that you are all here with us today. Um, We have another wonderful show in store for you. But first, of course, I have to give a big shout out to all of my loyal fans and supporters for our book launch that happened on Tuesday and we hit number one new release woohoo in the uh, new age mysticism category and we also hit it in the new thought category on Amazon and we we broached the the uh, bestseller in Germany and Canada. We didn't hit number one yet, but I got to check them today. But we did uh, um, get to the bestseller list on those as well. So it's an everyday awakening is now an international bestseller, but let's make it a number one international bestseller. So if, uh, if my loyal listeners, if you guys can share it out to your friends overseas in Canada and England and Australia, Germany, Europe, anywhere, Israel, let, let, let's get it out there. I'm, I'm so, so pleased. And I really... I have to say that this whole experience of launching my first book, it has been truly humbling. I've been so honored by the outpouring of support from so many people. I've had people I haven't even been in touch with in years come out and support my book. And and it just, it fills my heart. I'm so... Uh, joyful and so appreciative of all the support that I've gotten. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone out there who's shared about my book, who's purchased the book. If you haven't gotten it yet, there's still time. I haven't changed the, the, the 99 cent price on the Kindle version. You can still go to everydayawakeningbook.com. I do know some people said they had some trouble with that link. So you can also just go to Amazon and just uh, uh, type in the search bar. Everyday Awakening Sam Leibowitz and the book will come up. It's 99 cents. I'm going to leave it that way actually until the end of the weekend. 
Uh, and I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling generous. And don't forget to then, after you get the book, go to theconsciousconsultant.com, click on the link that says Sam's book, and uh, register to get all your free gifts and discounts and giveaways. We've got a ton of uh, meditations and programs and different things that we're uh, sending out to people. So I hope you'll you'll join us for that. All right. So uh, before we get to our special guest today, let's, uh, of course, dive into our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. And let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. You can always change how you feel, and you can always feel whatever you like. Don't you remember? You bought the upgraded, super deluxe, double plus good time space package with a side order of moose, if I recall. Smooth, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that while we may not necessarily always have control over our environment and our circumstances, we do have complete control over how we feel about them. And how we feel about any given situation, topic, person, anything, always comes down to what we're choosing to focus on. This is something I talk a lot about in my book. What we choose to focus on, it's a choice. We can either choose to focus on those things that make us feel not so good, that make us feel disempowered, that make us feel unwanted, unloved, uncared for, not worthy, whatever, just string along whatever you want. Or we can choose to focus on those things that make us feel wonderful and beautiful and appreciative and 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 alive and energetic and joyful and happy and fun it's all a choice and even people in the most horrendous horrendous situations find ways sometimes to choose to focus on what they do have and not what they don't have Viktor Frankl wrote about this in his book, uh, In Search of Meaning. He, in, and he studied people from who survived the concentration camps in Nazi Germany in World War II. And even in the most horrendous, horrendous of situations, people could find joy in, in little things. So, hey, we're not even in that bad a shape. Okay. There's a lockdown going on. There's a pandemic. Okay, we can't go out. We're not socializing as much. All right, I get it. But what an opportunity, right? It all depends on our perspective, our attitude. This is either like the most uh, uh, difficult, uh, uh, um, inconvenient, uh, unexpected thing that's ever happened to us, or it's a wonderful opportunity. It's a wonderful opportunity to spend some time with ourselves, to not be rushing around so much and feeling so stressed like we always have so much to do. It's an opportunity to spend time with those closest to us, to really reevaluate our priorities. One of the most beautiful things I see about 
the current situation is I find so many people are learning to value connection, community, and relationships above material possessions more than we have in probably a century. And that, to me, is a very good thing. That's just my perspective because I ordered the super deluxe double plus good time space package with a side order of chocolate mousse because I love chocolate. But anyway, so a wonderful quote from the universe. I wonder what our guests will have to say about that. Okay. And let's see what Abraham has to say today. Physical pain is just an extension of emotion. It's all the same thing. There are two emotion, one Two emotions, one feels good and one feels bad, which means you're connected to your energy stream or you're not allowing your energy stream. Abraham, mm. two very much in alignment uh, quotes today. How unusual, not. Um, so uh, Abraham is talking about how physical pain, and this is something I can really relate to because I actually had a tooth pulled earlier this week. Ouch. Um, it was actually giving me a lot of pain, so it's actually less pain now that it's out. Um, but what Abraham is talking about here is that while there is a whole myriad of emotions, th th there is dozens and dozens of different kinds of emotions. And oftentimes I think we just get stuck on like either happy or sad. And there's, there are all kinds of flavors of emotions. There's all kinds of shades of that. However, what Abraham is saying is that you can kind of sort them into two big bins. There are two big major categories. And one set of emotions makes us feel good and one set doesn't. And what is the difference between those two different sets of emotions? The ones that make us feel good are the ones where we're really tuned in to who and what we truly are. It's the one where we're allowing our natural state of being to come out. How do I know this is our natural state of being, this, this better feeling, joyful place? Just look at children. Just look at little kids. Their natural state of being is playful, is happy. And it's only when they experience some trauma, uh, some difficulty, something that causes some resistance that all of a sudden they're not. But, you know, the funny thing, if you ever watch a kid, they're walking, walking, they fall down. They're like, ah, and you just wait a couple of seconds and they get up and they're walking again and they're happy and they're laughing. All right. They will naturally fall back into that good feeling place. If we don't run up to them and go, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And then they look at the parents and they're like, oh, mommy and daddy are, are upset. Uh, they, they think something bad happened. So something bad must have happened. So I think I'm going to cry more. But if we wait a moment and just give them some space, again, depending on how severe the fall is, but most of the time, they're just going to bounce back up. They'll look at you. If you smile at them, they'll smile back. And they'll continue laughing and playing. That is our natural state of being. That is our state of being when we're not in resistance 
to what is. This past weekend, I ran a a wonderful workshop with my dear friend, Lori Seymour, for the Evolutionary Business Council. And it was all about radical non-attachment. And it's so interesting how when we become not attached to what's going on around us and stop resisting to the truth of what's in front of us, that somehow there's a lot less difficulty in life. There's a lot less stress and drama. And that when we just allow what's really inside of us to come out without being so concerned of what's on the outside of us, usually pretty good usually pretty good. I always add a caveat because of course, many of us have suffered tremendous physical, psychological, emotional trauma when we were younger and we're still on our path for healing. I am not dismissive of that at all. But once we do find our path of healing, once we do walk along there, even if we're very anxious, even if we're, we're filled with fear because of this past trauma, there are ways of getting past it. And when we really dig deep, and really dig deep to be really what's present underneath all of that, it is always something expansive. It is always something that feels connected. There may be a lot of resistance between where we are and where that place is. But I can guarantee you that place is there. Many, many, many years ago when I started my healing journey and I was taking all these different modalities, uh, it was one of the things I learned. There was one particular modality that was about going underneath and what's underneath that, and what's underneath that, and what's underneath that. And the deeper and deeper and deeper we go, even if there's pain and anguish and suffering on the superficial levels, not superficial, but on the upper levels, when we keep going deep and keep going deep and keep going deeper, eventually we hit upon that place that feels connected to everything. And personally, I believe that's why most of the major, I'm going to say probably Eastern traditions, some Western traditions, but most of the major Eastern traditions, spiritual traditions, will all say that everything we need is inside of us. We don't have to go looking for these external things when we look internal, when we look inside us. That's when we really find connection and peace and joy. Because once we're connected to those things inside of us, then we can share that connection with those outside of us and with those around us. So two wonderful, beautiful, amazing quotes of the day from Mike Dooley in the universe and from Abraham. And I would say, 
rather apropos for our guest today, who I will be bringing on right after this break. So please stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time, right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live and all my different pages, the Conscious Consultant, Talk Radio NYC, Inspired Thoughts with Sam, everywhere. Just, just you got to search for me. You'll find it. And of course, we're all over all the podcasting apps, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, now Amazon. Yes, we're on Amazon Podcast. So check us out there. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I see a whole bunch of uh, uh, comments on the Facebook Live. I'll get to those when we come back. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Quick shout out to my loyal listeners, Patty and Sanai. I see, see you guys on the Facebook Live. Patty says, started reading your book at the Eye Doctors. Now I'm waiting for new glasses. So excited. Oh, thank you, Patty. And Sanai, I like that idea of the flavor of emotions and connection. Thank you. Um, awesome, awesome. So it is my pleasure now to welcome to the show uh, non-denominational minister and spiritual coach, Deborah Globus. Uh, Deborah helps women develop a new individual spirituality in a way that works for them. Uh, 
She's just your average modern day overcommitted woman, mother, wife, businesswoman, writer, volunteer. But what makes her different is the way she's learned to rely on spiritual practices to support herself and everyone around her. From an early age, she was fascinated by other religions and different ways of seeing the world. In her work as La Padre, she draws from many traditions, the Christianity she was raised in, the Judaism she takes part in, the earth-based practices she believes in, and the many other faiths and beliefs sets in which she finds inspiration. With her wide knowledge base and her dark sense of humor, she shows women there's more than one way to bring spiritual practices into their everyday lives. You see, she's, she's, she's part of the tribe. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Deborah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, so little insider secret here. I've actually known Deborah's wife, uh, husband for I, I, over 10 years. I want to say something like 13 or 14 years. It could be years. 14. It could be as many as 14. He's been, yeah, yeah I think it's 14. Yeah, <laughs> which, long which just, I mean, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, young at heart, young at heart. Absolutely. But... However, this is the first time I get to meet his better half, Deborah. Thank so you. welcome uh, to the show. You know. Um, <laughs> So, so I'm just curious, um, since you, you have this very strong bent, obviously, in the, in the spiritual traditions, did you always have sort of a sense of like, looking other ways? Or, or was this something like, like something happened that it just kind of bounced upon you? Or is this something that just kind of developed slowly over a period of time in your life? So I think... I've always been a bit of an odd bird, um, definitely did not fully fit into the family of origin. Mm -hmm. And I have very clear memories. Um, we had this thing in my school, it was self-directed reading. Oh. And I, some people know, like that's an age group that, that they do. And I went through a whole stint of them that were just other faiths and other traditions and other ways. I was fascinated, I was heartbroken when I got to the end of them. and. Uh. From there, you know, just the ways that my brain worked. And I was a big fantasy reader when I was a kid. I'm still a big fantasy reader. I'm a big old nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big old nerd. I got a dark sense of humor and I'm a nerd. Like Lord of the Rings references, we're in. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so I wanted magic. And I wanted magic like mm. there was in the books. So as I left... Catholicism, which is what I was born into and for a while was very devout with, mm. as I left that and really started looking for magic, it turns out that there were different practices whereby you could have magic in your life. And maybe it wasn't the, you know, that there were no dragon fireworks in my, in my, in my doings. <laughs> don't want to burn down the house. Don't want to burn down the house. Don't want to scare the hobbits. Um, I don't know how we ended up on, on the Lord of the Rings theme, but I'll go with it. <laughs> Love the Lord of the Rings. So once I had discovered that this stuff was there, I'm mostly self-taught. I did a lot of, of, of research and then found other people that knew how to do the things that I wanted to do and uh. learned and adapted and just came up with my own ways of doing it. And now I teach people how to do this because it's such an invaluable part of my life. And I've found so much healing that that healing that you were talking about on your journey. I have found so much empowerment. I found 
ways to support. Yeah, you can choose how you feel, but sometimes the navigating that choice is a little tricky. Yeah. Ritual will help you do that. Mm -hmm. So I got here and just embraced where I was and dug a little deeper and figured it out. And that's, and here I am. <laughs> when you finally embraced, really embraced this and, and started to be really true to yourself, uh, uh, did you come out to like your friends and family? Did you kind of keep it quiet for a while? Like, how was that transition? Again, um, weird bird in the family. I, at <laughs> 16, they were making fun of me because I talked to rocks. I'm like, they're crystals. Uh... They're not rocks. But... <laughs> <laughs> you mean these things, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I have my uh, my yes. blue blue lace agate. <laughs> yes, all of the, all of the crystals. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so they always knew that I went this way, and it turned out that the underlying values, the underlying belief sets that were there, were kind of all things that were shared. So my mother eventually left Catholicism and has practiced oh. the seasonal rituals with me. My brother wandered into his own you know he came in through astrology and tarot as opposed to where uh -huh. i came in through ritual and journaling and that kind of self-exploration but most oh, of my family gosh. came around and my dad was an atheist from the start and thought we were all ridiculous for all of it so <laughs> you know yeah yeah um so it's one thing to kind of embrace this and decide like, yeah, like th this is the kind of stuff that, that lights me up. This is what makes me feel good. But it's another thing to become a non-denominational minister and actually make this your life's work. <laughs> what was it that got you to kind of say, you know what, this is, this is, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life? I mean, how do any of us figure out that this is what, what you want to do? The universe keeps shoving you into situations whereby <laughs> you're like, oh, right, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Is it, you know, hubris to say I'm a natural born leader? I end up in positions of, of leadership, whether I want them or not. Like I have to make a concerted effort to draw back and not be in charge of, of things. And when that's who you are and... Like an example, I went to my, my, my brother, my stepbrother died when mm -hmm. he was 40 okay. and it was sudden, it was difficult. And last minute, my mom decided she wanted a priest there. And when you uh, decide last minute, that you want a priest at a funeral, you get the dregs of the barrel. Like this gentleman was not <laughs> good. And it was physically painful to me to watch him stumble uh, through this with my, and it was my brother, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So with no, no forethought, no practice, I stood up and I, I spoke from my heart and I, I said what I wanted to. And I'm like, you know, I just did a better job than that priest. And he has a lot more training than I do. Yeah, yeah. So those little clues on the path encourage mm. and, and, you know, they, they point the direction and they offer the support that allows you to know what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And don't be fooled. I'm still every other day going am i really supposed to be doing this like <laughs> it's the in-between part that's not so easy you know yeah yeah so. yeah yeah so so how long now have you been like you know really de dedicated your business to to using these as you call them earth-based practices uh, to help people in ritual my business i've probably been doing it about 
15 years, 16 years. Oh, wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, I've been, I've been practicing this since I was a teenager. Uh, one of my favorite stories is how when we were 18, we did a summer solstice ritual out in the backyard and uh, chased away all the mosquitoes. None of us got a single bite uh, on it. I'm like, all right, that works. This, this <laughs> cool. Since, since you're an old timer like me, you might remember some of these old stores in Manhattan. Do you know the, remember the magical child? I remember them. I remember how magical child smells. Yeah. I still remember. Oh, and, I miss uh, them. <laughs> Samuel Weiser's bookstore. I loved Samuel Weiser's. I didn't and, go to that one. Oh, you didn't go to that one. How no, about Star? Was, this one's a little more recent. How about Star Magic? That was a little bit more modern. I actually managed to find places on Long Island that I could go to because I'm in I'm on Long Island, so you know it's, oh, a, it's a schlep oh, into Manhattan okay. from yeah yeah, yeah uh, it's yeah, a train yeah. ride and we got it we got it now yeah yeah um, oh okay if you're out in Long Island yeah it's a whole different set but you you have your own <laughs> uh, uh, odd little stories here and there awesome mm-hmm. um, before we go to break I just want to ask you. Um, what kinds of uh, like practices like what well it it sounds like you're very like myself very eclectic like you draw upon things from different traditions but is there one that maybe uh influences you more than the rest or is it really very like so broad-based like you know what would you like if you had to categorize yourself what kind of tradition would you say you're most the flavor of (laughs) Um, so when we talk about, uh, when we talk about ritual and that part of things, I am definitely more Celtic based. I I feel I have not a drop of Irish blood in me, but I feel I have a Celtic soul (laughs) when I'm not being told I have a Jewish soul, which is the other side of things is that, (laughs) is that I, we found a nice hippie little, little reconstructionist Judaism shul that accepts me for who I am and lets me sit on the board and, and. Wow. lead lead some of their things so it the celtic is definitely a big influencer most of the personal rituals the celebrating of the seasons um all of the ones that i do have some sort of celtic flair to them i use when i create sacred space and i draw the four quarters i typically mm. use the colors and the associations that are found in the celtic pantheon Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You're reconstructionist. My sister in Israel, she's, she's, uh, her and her husband are president of a reconstructionist synagogue (laughs) there, but yeah, it's one of the more progressive, uh, uh, sects of, uh, of, uh, conservative Judaism. So (laughs) I know I call it DIY Judaism because it's it's very much hands-on and get in there and make it what you need it to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about ritual. I'm also big into ritual, but I've been learning, I've been studying shamanism, uh, you know, sort of uh, Peruvian and, and sort of world shamanism a little bit more. So I'd be curious to see, like, what kinds of ritual do you use? And how can people apply it just in day to day life, you know, in, in personal life and business life, things like that, because I love making things practical. Okay, Deborah? Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Deborah Globus, uh, non-denominational minister and spiritual coach. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, 
educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at (laughs) talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Deborah Globus all about, uh, I don't know, what are we talking about? I don't know, spiritual practices. We'll spiritual practices. There we go. Oh, and we're getting. And I noticed of- that you're not brave enough to try non-denominational minister again. And I will tell yeah. you a little secret. <laughs> yeah. Most people go with interfaith, which is easier to pronounce. Uh, I go with non-denominational because it allows me to like sneak in. Ah. The, the 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 god and the meaning i i gotcha, gotcha. It, it tricks people into it they, they where, think where, that they don't want that and i you know where did you get ordained i'm just curious universal life church oh universal life okay you ever, <laughs> did you ever watch um northern exposure oh uh, yeah long time long ago. time ago the the dj on the radio station did all of their religious services and his spiel was I found an ad in the back of the Rolling Stone magazine right. and I got ordained <laughs> and like, it's, it's the same style as a slightly different uh, or organization that, that ordained him, but it's basically the same idea. Cause like I said, I am, I'm self-taught. I have gone through this all on my own all this time. And hmm. it's part of why I encourage people to do it themselves. Cause you can totally do it yourself. You don't yeah. need a church. You don't need somebody else telling you that you can do it. It's all innate. Right, exactly. Again, it's about being connected with what's going on on the inside. That's really the most important thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, we're going to talk about ritual for a little bit, but let's just talk about what is ritual? Ritual is one of those things that has a lot of different definition, definitions and a lot of different approaches. When I work with ritual, I work with a four-step process. And I think that's where I'm a little yeah. bit different than most people. Most people, when they think of ritual, they think of the thing that you do in the middle. Uh, when I work with ritual, I've got steps before you get there. So uh, the four steps, and we'll go, I'll, I have a way of explaining it because everybody's been to a wedding. So, but the four mm -hmm. steps to start out with are you create sacred space. Mm -hmm. You declare the reason for the ritual. Mm. There's the body of the ritual, mm -hmm. which fulfills what, you, what you've declared, the reason that you're doing it. It's the symbolic acts that you do. And then you close what you opened at the beginning. So you close the mm -hmm. sacred space. Mm -hmm. So you've been to a wedding, yeah? Yeah. Okay. First, you go to the church or the synagogue. Mm -hmm. That's creating sacred space. In their case, the mm -hmm. sacred space is there already. So you don't have to create it yourself. Mm. When I'm doing rituals in my living room, I have to create the sacred space. And I do that right. with candles. I do that with flowers. I do that with song or music. Or There's as many ways as there are to do ritual. There are ways of creating sacred space. But back to the wedding. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here on this day for these two people to get hitched. That's the declaration, declaration of the ritual. That's the reason for the ritual. Right. Now you think about what comes next. There is the symbolic exchanging of the rings. There's the exchanging of the vows. Now that ring is a symbolic act. It's not just you giving a piece of jewelry to the other person. No, this is the symbol of undying love. This is, this is a symbolic act that fulfills the ritual that says we want to be hitched, that we want to be together forever. And then the part everybody can't wait for, you may now kiss the bride, you may now kiss the groom because it's time to go party, it's time to eat. That's the closing of the ceremony. Uh -huh. So because we have those bookends, because we open and because we close, what happens in the middle is contained and containing a ritual intensifies it. It mm -hmm. is like a lens that focuses what happens in between. So where many people skip those bits, the, the two in the front and the one at the end, and go straight towards the, well, what do I do during it? Mm -hmm. I find that you're going to get much bigger bang for your buck. It's going to be much more effective if you contain it. It's so interesting because your ritual kind of comes from a different tradition than my ritual, but it's so similar. You know, when we do our shamanic rituals, we start off with what we call induction, which is the facilitator kind of creating the energetic container and talking about why people are here. And then we, we, we open up sacred space and everyone, we do intention. Everyone kind of talks about what's their intention for it. And then we get in, engaged in the actual ceremony, the actual process. And then at the end of the ceremony, we do integration. And that's how we kind of close things off as a tr transition from sort of that sacred space back into regular day-to-day -day life. But it's, it's so fascinating. It's the exact same kind of structure. It's just maybe the mechanisms are a little bit different. And this is something that was across all cultures and across mm. all aspects of life. This was how our ancestors related to one another before there were churches before there were buildings where we could do right. it there had to be ways to come together and the other thing that i like about ritual and and because our our systems are so similar because you you understand is that there has to be a delineation between ordinary life right and ritual time so 
Chronos and Kairos, regular time, Mm. sacred time. And that has to be in place because you have to know when something is special and going through the steps of Mm. creating sacred space, of declaring this is sacred, or if you don't like sacred, the other word I use is intentional. This is intentional time because I know, Mm. you know, as a small business owner, how, how is, how does this work? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, one of the hardest things to do as a small business owner is to divide the time from home family to mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Well, ritual helps with that. You sit down, you light a candle and you say, okay, this is my time to focus on my business until this candle is blown out. This time is outside of household time. It's outside of kid time. It's outside of family time. Mm-hmm. And I am focusing on that. That's sacred in its own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Patty, uh, we got a couple of questions from our loyal listeners here. Uh, She says, uh, she's rediscovering her guardian angel. Do angels play a part in your ceremonies? So angels don't necessarily play a part in my ceremonies, but I have written rituals uh, for and with people that do. You... So again, we talked about the fact that for as many different ways as they're doing rituals, there are as many different ways of working with opening and creating sacred space. One Mm -hmm. of the ways that I've worked with is each of the guardian angels has its own direction. The Kabbalistic tradition attributed each, and I'm sorry, I don't know which one is which, but it's easy enough to look up. So if you wanted to create a ritual whereby you called the guardian angels to protect you, you could do that as the opening of a ritual. So you Mm -hmm. could call them all to you and they would look at what you were doing in your ritual and guard it and safeguard your heart and, and caretake you and help you to get clarity. And I'm trying to think of what my other guardian angels are, are, are for mine, I think just drinks at the bar and shakes their head, (laughs) which I can't take credit for. That's a John O'Donohue thing, but I absolutely love the thought of my guardian angel at the bar at the end of the day going, Oh God, she did it again. I don't know what to do with this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, um, funny. so or the other option is is that if there is work that you need to do and you create sacred space say by lighting candles and and calling the four directions and then invite your guardian angels in to do work with you or to mm-hmm. if you do the te- the the oracle deck with the the guardian angels that can be mm-hmm. the activity the symbolic activity and because you're in sacred space it just elevates what it is that you're doing it makes it Right. More important. It makes it weightier in the world. Yeah. Uh, So I, in some ways, kind of consider myself coming from the ascended master tradition. And so when I like do my energy work with people, I I often I will do an invocation and I'll do it for ceremonial stuff as well. But I'll do this invocation and my invocation. It's a long invocation because I'm calling upon like the whole spiritual hierarchy. I'm calling upon like the whole angelic realm, the ascended masters, like everybody, every kind of being you could think of that I've learned about over my lifetime of study. Um, So the, the angelic realm is a part of that. And I'll call upon very specific archangels as well. Um, but that's sort of part of the invocation. Um, and it was one of the, it was interesting because I asked um, my shamanic teacher about it once, um, who's a lineage holder from Peru. And he says, well, it, to, to create magic, you first do an invocation to, 
to then, oh man, how did he phrase it? You, you first do an invocation in order to then have the avocation or something like that. Um, and, and the other question that's posted here is that uh, she says, I'm interested in the crystal skulls and quote unquote rocks. <laughs> and she wanted to know if you had any comments on that about, I guess, using them or, or being with them. You see, I have, my, I have one of my, I have, I have a few of these little guys, but I have one of my little <laughs> crystal skulls here that keeps me company while I'm working. I, I am nerdy, but I am not nearly goth enough to have a whole lot of crystal skulls. So um, <laughs> I can't talk to crystal skulls, but I use crystals a lot in my work. Mm. You want to layer your meaning in your rituals. By that, I mean that, you know, there's all these separate different components and, you know, blue lace agate is for communication. Okay, great. Well, what else is for communication? Well, the direction of East is about communication and about, mm. um, about you know, intellect and, and forming ideas. Okay, so I want to kind of bump up how the East works. So I'm going to put my blue lace agate in the East. You know, it also reminds mm. me of blue skies, which is what the East is wind. So there's that. And mm. crystals make a great way to create a sacred space, to physically put yourself in a space. I often will use, I have a collection of 13 stones that I do when I do full moon and new moon crystal uh, rituals. Because the other, you know, if you want to do ritual and you don't know where to start, there's all these temporal holidays in the year that you can totally play with and, and work with. There's the, the eight different holidays that celebrate the turning of the year, the solstices, the equinoxes, and the, the holidays that fall in between. Uh, and every month we have a new moon and a full moon. Full moon. There's plenty of magic to play with there that you can that you can call in. And one of my favorite things is to do uh, tarot readings on the full moon. And again, uh, it's not just a tarot reading on a full moon because I'm going through that step of creating sacred space around myself. I'm setting out my crystals. I'm lighting mm -hmm. my candles. I'm calling to the four quarters. I'm calling back, you know, um, the, the four directions play a lot. That's the, mm -hmm. that's that Celtic mm -hmm. background though. It's in, you know, indigenous tribes, first nation type yes. work. It's yeah. in, it's, it's in, in the Peruvian tradition. Yeah. It's in, um, there's a movement in Judaism to bring it back in yeah. Christianity. I'm not so sure how that plays out, but it, you know, the archangels are in the Bible with their directions. So like right. we can, we can carry the threads back. It's also body, mind, heart, and soul. Right, exactly. <laughs> so one of the nice, simple ways of, of creating sacred space is to face each of the directions. And this is, it's an easy enough Google search to mm -hmm. face East and say, I call back my mind to myself. Mm. To the South, I call back my soul to myself. Mm. To the West, I call back my heart to myself. And the North, I call back my body. Mm. And then hop in a hop in a bath. Like now, this bath is not just your, a bath. Now it's a sacred event. Yeah. You know, I'm taking this bath to to soothe my soul, or I'm taking this bath to get new ideas on where to take my business, or I'm taking this bath to understand, to get new understanding about how to deal with this relationship, or to to not kill my children. <laughs> <laughs> an Eighteen uh, and a twenty-one year old. They're very good, but uh, we still hit those times. Yeah. All right, great. So 
I could talk to you for hours just about the four directions. Maybe then we'll have you have to have you back sometime in the future and we'll just do a show just about the four directions. Because I, I have different interpretations, mm-hmm. but that would be yep. curious to compare and contrast. Okay. We're going to take our last break of the show. When we come back, I want to talk about how you got the name La Padre. Mm-hmm. And I want to like leave our audience with some really practical stuff. Like absolutely. It all sounds very woo-woo, as they say. But it can actually be very practical and we can apply it to business and and to like normal day-to-day stuff. And I just want to talk about how we can use this stuff to really serve us in, in that sort of normal space, okay? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook Live. And we will be right back after this you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower are you a small business trying to navigate the covid19 related employment laws hello i'm eric sauver employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show employment law today On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been having such a fun hour speaking with Deborah Globus, uh, non-denominational minister and spiritual coach. Got you. Um, I was just checking on the back end. I see we have listeners from all around the globe. We've got people in the Middle East and in in UK and Brazil listening to us and all across the United States from California, Pennsylvania, Washington, Florida. Colorado. Thank you all for tuning in. And just to remind people, if you have not yet picked up a copy of Everyday Awakening, it's still the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to Everyday Awakening Book 
Com. It'll take you right to the listing on Amazon. Uh, please go there and and share with your friends. I th- I just found out from someone that I hit number five in in uh, Canada. So I would love to if my Canadian friends could uh, 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 keep sharing it out. But that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah. Um, just just it's it's doing great um so people around the world you can get the ebook real easy it's not as expensive 99 cents i mean you know can't make it much cheaper than that anyway so deborah i wanted to get back to we've been uh, uh first let's talk about how you got the name la padre because you don't look like a padre to me for some reason i don't know why but <laughs> all right so you know you have that trouble with non-denominational minister mm-hmm. i was performing a wedding in mexico and ah. it was this beautiful hacienda and the woman that ran it was showing us around and she introduced me to the the woman in the kitchen that was, oh God, she was such a good cook. And she tried to explain who I was a non-denominational minister doesn't translate into Spanish. And this woman spoke not a lick of English. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she looked at me and she's like, well, El Padre, which is the priest. Mm. And she goes, no, La Padre, which is would be the feminine form of priest. And the woman in the kitchen said something real fast and real passionate. And I was like, you know, what'd she just say? And she goes, oh, she said, you have to do a good job at the wedding tomorrow. So you make all us women look good. <laughs> and the name stuck. It it was a gift uh, and I took it. And that's, you know, that's what I do. I, cool. I, I do the make rituals. Women look good? The rituals. So that we women look good. Sorry, yeah. guys. I do predominantly work with, with women. No um, problem. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's talk. We don't have a lot of time left, but I really wanted to get into like, how can we use, you know, these kinds of rituals, this kind of a practice in our day to day lives to help people in their careers and their businesses and their relationships? Like, let's make this stuff practical. All right. So three quick, easy things. We already covered the candle. We talked about the fact that it's hard to distinguish between work time and not work time. A candle changes the energy of anything and having a candle that you light specifically to do work. And if you're a parent, this works wonders with homework. You sit your kid down at a table at homework time, you light that candle, that's homework time. It does something in the brain that lets you know, oh, it only takes two or three times of doing this for the brain to automatically click over and make that distinction and go, oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is time for X kind of thing to work on. Right. Intention setting in ritual is another thing that is really important. I run a monthly ritual via telephone, which shouldn't work, but it totally works because we <laughs> follow those four steps. We create sacred space. We, mm-hmm. we have our own little ritual. We declare the reason that we're there we do the things we celebrate what's happened before in in the month Mm -hmm. before we create intentions for how we want to feel in the month coming up and then we do a little bit of planning while we're all in sacred community together and it really works Mm -hmm. and if you're not interested in doing that with a community you can totally do that with yourself again that candle method works wonders you light a candle you sit down with yourself say this is my sacred time with my sacred planner We're going to have an intention when we come out of here. We're going to have a way of going about. And if the candle thing doesn't work for you, I know some people can't light candles. They're in apartments, difficulties with. Um, 
a box is something that opens and closes in a finite way, a definitive oh, way. Um, okay. When I first learned the the circle training that that I had when we my group facilitation was Christina Baldwin, and I said, you know, I've got all this difficult work that I need to do on myself, but it's painful and it's like reliving it. She's like, well, you're opening a can of worms, so get yourself a can and open it when you're doing the work. And so I literally, I still have my my can that I, she's like, I didn't mean it literally, Deb. I said, well, I took it literally. I made a can of worms. And so- You got gummy worms of, in there? I don't, I have, because this was specifically for the work of, of my depressed high school days and and ah. finding my way through those. There are song lyrics and and toys from that time and and stuff like that. But as a small business owner, you can take a box and have symbols of your business in it. You know, you want courage in your business, put carnelian in it. You want to be able to speak more clearly about your business, put the blue lace agate, put sodalite, put all those crystals in there. You want to invoke your angels, put the cards in the, the, the cards in there, write the name of your angel on it, on, on it unpack that box when you're ready to sit down and do your work you know create yourself a little altar a focal point you talked about focus in the beginning the the quotes yeah. that there were well ritual is a way of focusing ritual is a yeah. way of concentrating where your intent attention and intention are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you're, you're sitting down to work on a project for work or for your business you can set an intention around it, create sort of a space around it and create your own little ritual. Like you don't have to go by other people's rituals. You can create your own rituals. Absolutely. Okay. We're almost at the end of the show. Uh, uh, before I ask you to give out your contact information, what is the most magical moment you've experienced in your life? Well, how do you, I'm not a <sighs> magical person. It's like trying to Okay. Okay, forget that one then. What's your favorite crystal? What's my favorite crystal? Lately, it's been the blue lace agate. I the found a gorgeous agate. one and I just flow with it, you know? Cool. That cool. I can do. That, I, all, that right. I can. all right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So if people, now you work with people all over the place, could you do things I, virtually? I do virtually. I, I've, because my primary focus had been my kids for years and years. Uh, I do everything either by phone or by video or you know, I, I help people write rituals. So, you know, 20 minutes on the phone and we're, we're good to go. We got that. Cool. Got so that how do people find out more about you? Where do they go? Lapadre.com is my website. I spend a lot of time on Facebook. I run a Facebook group called everyday rituals with La Padre. You can oh. find me there again. Sorry guys. It's for women only, but <laughs> I have, I don't know, probably about half of the people that I've been working with lately have been small business owners, just the way oh, it happened to shake out. We're all home at the same time. We're all kind of doing the same things, but lapadre.com. And just to plug a little bit, I'm actually doing an intention setting class for the holiday season. Super important, especially in the time of COVID-19. It's going to be a weird holiday, but calming the holiday crazies is next Tuesday. Mm. You can find the information for that on my web webpage at lapadre.com. And, that, and that's L-A-P-A-D-R-E.com. Beautiful. Thank you for spelling that out. I forget that. Just for, for all the listeners on the radio side. So Deborah, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. It was fun to get to know you. Say hi to Howard for me. I will indeed. All right, Sam. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in. Always, I'm so grateful. 
you're enjoying the show, did you like it, share it, let your friends know about it, get it out there. And if you haven't yet, get the book, Everyday Awakening. You are more powerful than you know. I promise you, by the time you finish getting through this book, you will know you are more powerful than you know. Everydayawakeningbook.com. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Ken Foster and his show, Voices of Courage, followed later this afternoon by Antonia with So Now You Know at 5 p.m. and Graham Dobbin and his show, The Mind Behind Leadership at 7 p.m. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.